Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Keep up. Ugh. 
try! Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. This is episode 111. I hope you've enjoyed that lovely tune, something different. In the studio this week, we've got a new guest called Veronica Salt. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm alright, how are you? Yes, I'm very good. Thank you very much for coming on. You are most welcome. I am so excited. Yeah, I'm buzzing. I've been trying to get you on for a while and uh, it's good. It's good that you're in. There's a few things that we need to do. Um, right. That sounds quite sinister. It did sound really sinister. Yeah. Um, but listen, I'm up for an adventure. What have you got for me? Well, <laughs> it was an ad read, but if you want to do something else, like that's the <laughs> <laughs> Probably just leave. It's, it's, the hat, <laughs> it's the hat you've got on. Hey, you got your hat shot. Imagine <laughs> um, cat. Yes. Paul, would you like to do an ad? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. this week's sponsor, as usual, is Alan Argue and Arguing Co Legal. Which, do you know, think Argue is a great name for a lawyer? Do you know, I was just thinking that, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Arguing Co. Yeah, getting nice. about it. Nice. We'll Imagine getting up. an email from them. Yeah. Like, who is this? 100%. So they sponsor the podcast, and Amazing. they're a legal firm based in Glasgow. So Arguing Co. will assist you with most legal issues, but if you make an inquiry and they can't assist you, they'll point you in the right direction of a trusted partner. Their main area of expertise is personal injury claims, so if you've been in a car accident or injured at work, please get in touch. The difference between Arguing Co. Legal and the big law firms that you see on the TV is the level of customer service and their approachability. They will treat their client like a friend or family member. And guys, listen, I know I've said this so many times, I was in a car crash 2022 and I used Argue and it was absolutely outstanding. They are cheaper than any other law firm and they've got a range of funding options, including no win, no fee. But if there is a fee and you quote straight white whale, Alan Argue and Arguing Co. Legal will give you a discount. So please contact them on 0141-378-4145. You can get them at their website, which is arguingco.co.uk. That's A-R-G-U-E-A-N-D-C-O.co.uk. Or you can visit them at 9 George Square, Glasgow, G21QQ. Thank you very much, Alan, for keeping the lights on. And listen, guys, this podcast runs on a combination of Patreon and Alan Argue and sponsors and just cunts being sound. So if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, it is £5 a month, less than a cup of coffee. You get The Funny Bunch, Darren's over and more shows there. There's extra podcasts. There's all sorts happening. So please consider it and you can keep the lights on as well. Thank you very much, Paul. That was very professional this week, one thought. It was very good. I was really impressed. Thank you. If you need a lawyer, get in touch. Have you ever been in a car crash? I've never been in a... Yes. Yeah? I have. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? back to me. <laughs> uh, I've been in a car crash, but nothing serious. I've been in a train crash. Oh, wow. Um, but again, it wasn't that serious. The train just stopped and they opened the doors. All oh, right, fair and, enough. Um, and and, and, and um, I've been in a couple of car crashes, but again, nothing mental although there was one time this guy was on a motorbike and he ran at the back of us and he must have put his hands out and his fingers were all broken and bent back oh. and i had to like help him it Ooh. was great think of the claim he would have got for that mm. right. i'm at that stage in my life now that i kind of want to get hurt for a claim <laughs> <laughs> you can pay for that you can, I can 
<laughs> you can make some phone calls. No, too much. Just enough to like still be able to walk. I get it, man. See, my last job, I was reading the T's and C's of like the workplace insurance, and it was like if you lose an eye, we give you two hundred and fifty grand. And I was like, hmm, how much do I like seeing it at both eyes? I think yeah. you just fucking pop one. Two hundred and fifty grand isn't like you would maybe yeah you would get a house a in retirement. Aye. <laughs> the way things are going now. Aye. A, a one bedroom in Springburn. Aye. You would get a house and then that would be it. I think I could kit out a van for like I think I could do van life on two hundred and fifty grand but Yeah, you probably could actually. Like you would get a pretty decent van actually. <clears throat> I've been watching on but... YouTube, I've been watching these guys that they do stealth like it's in like a box van. So it looks like a delivery truck. Right. And it's there's no windies in a box van. And they just kit it out, and honestly, it looks fucking class. You can just drive wherever you want. So if I was working the day, I could do you know what I mean? Like my house would be outside. Right. Then I could just. Is jump it in not like up. tricky though to find places like to park and sleep? So that's what these things because people just walk by and it looks like mm. a delivery van, or you know what I mean? It doesn't look like a yeah a van life van. I feel like it would be a bit of a pain in the arse though because you would have to you wouldn't be able to stay in one place for too long you would have to move every single night you would have to find some place new like and refill it up all the time and like for the shower and the toilet and like to live in a van would be really tricky I think mm -hmm. um, how come girls don't do that like anytime I'm on TikTok and it's van life stuff or like camping stuff, it's always guys. <laughs> it's never like females. Oh, no, I seen there's a lassie that I seen that's um, that lives in a, a van and it's in America though, but it's like a hot country and it's on the beach. Hmm. Then it's different, I think, when you're in Scotland and you have to find some place in Govan to park up Aye. for the night. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different and it's raining outside and it's damp. Yeah, my uncle lived in a shed, but he had mental health problems. That's <laughs> just a shed, shed. Life. just a shed yeah did shed it have life. a bed in it do you know i'm not i know it was a shed in one of my family's gardens it wasn't just a random right. shed. he was well looked after was it like was it insulated i think so part of his illness though was he went to the shed he wasn't forced to live right. in the shed mm -hmm. He I didn't assume it, that he was forced to live in his shed. <laughs> it was his choice. <laughs> so I was thinking for people that are listening, obviously you are multi-talented. Mm. Um, I know you from uh, TV presenting from like ICW and stuff. But uh, the first time we met was... It was on um, Simon Cassidy. Yes. Uh, Marvellous MC, ring announcer, host, uh, all round... Um, genius uh, and marvellous human being has like a lot of different shows and he does like podcasts and stuff and he had this one and it was called That's A Bit Weird Yeah. and we met on that um, he had one and you were talking about JFK conspiracies yeah. and we were talking about different stuff but I wasn't on the show I was in the audience Yes. And, but it was just such a mad night that it ended up, I just, we, it was such a small crowd in a small room that we all just ended up bantering together. Um, and then me and you get chatting after the show and we got on like a house on fire and that's how we became friends. Yeah. It was through that. Um, it was such a, that was a mental night. That was a mental night because it was mental. the first time that I met a lot of people apart from Sean mm -hmm. McLaughlin. Sean McLaughlin was a ref 
I was quite friendly with him, but I, that was the first time I met Simon. But all these crazy people just turned yeah. up at a tattoo studio in Sucky Hall Street. It was like a 30-seater. Also, there was people there that were fucking heckling as well, non-stop. And um, we were just talking about JFK, Flat Earth, UFOs. And we were all doing it for a laugh, but there was some people in the crowd really that took it seriously. They were like hardcore. Yeah. Um, what was it like a flat earther like ended up walking out halfway through? Yeah. Because they were so raging. Because they thought that this was going to be like a group where their beliefs were going to be validated. Right. Like it was going to be their kind of people. And we're all like, these are all dafties. Yeah. <laughs> the earth is round. What are you talking about? Because we were open about every other conspiracy and then mm. when it got to flat air for like, like fucking idiots uh, <laughs> yeah well they are you know what i mean if you don't want to be called an idiot don't be a fucking idiot Aye. there's lots of ways that you can tell that the earth is round um at home you can, the one that i love is see the photos that you see do you know they're no real photos of the earth they're reconstructions <laughs> you're like what seeing universal seeing that's on the screen the pictures that's not really the earth by the way <laughs> You're like, no fucking shit, mate. Like, Jesus Christ. See, a lot of the pictures from NASA, a lot of them are doctored, but it's because they're just enhanced so that you can see it better. Uh Like, so it does say, like, it has, like, an underneath, like, the, like, small writing that it is, like, altered. So people be like, oh, well, it must be fake then. You're like, oh, no, no, it's not. That's one of the ones I kind of got on board with. Flyer. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's like a... Should be like a test for mental illness. Do you know what I mean? And like, just get them all out. Oh, we're on to flat earth. Gather them all up and then just lock the door. I love watching them do all their wee experiments and then they fail consistently. <laughs> the Hi. one on Netflix, like the big crescendo in that documentary on Netflix was the guy using the laser. And yeah. you hear him actually go, oh. Yeah. You can actually hear something click in his fucking mind. And then it cuts to him on a podcast being like, no, the instrumentation was broken. Like, blah, blah, blah. Of course it was. The ice walls. The ice walls. They all kind of seem to be cut from the same cloth as my uncle that lives in the shed, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Even he would be like, yeah, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. (laughs) Shed life, aye, flat earth. (laughs) See, again, I can understand the shed life more than I can understand flat earthing. Like, I can't can't get get behind it at all. If you commit to anything, it becomes believable. It's mm-hmm. like Better Call Saul. Um, Saul Goodman said he told someone that he was Brian Adams, and he actually believed it. Oh, God, I can't remember. I think so, anyway. <laughs> people are gullible, and people like to be different, and there are a lot of conspiracy theories that are quite like interesting and compelling, and you kind of want to believe it, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a bit fun. To yeah. like just argue with people sometimes as well. I think a lot of people just like to argue with you and like to be a wee bit different and controversial. Um, I do love watching like conspiracy theories and um, see that Ancient Aliens on History Channel. Yeah, I love that. I think yeah. it's brilliant. Um, like they they just can't process that humans at some point built the pyramids or built these massive structures because we today can't understand how. So therefore, it's not that humans were smart. It can't be that. It must be aliens. <laughs> and it's like people say like the um the pyramids are like lined up to Orion's belt. Um not true. 
absolutely not true. Um, so they, they, because they think it's it's lined up to the stars, they think, well, that must mean that's where the aliens are from. It was the aliens <laughs> that brought them back. It's the aliens uh, that brought them back. It must be. So I, it's that I, shape so that the spaceship can land on it. Do they know, like, line them. up within, like, one-tenth of an inch each other or something like that? There's, like, a sort of, like, if you mm-hmm. look through the points of the, Gi- the Pyramids of Giza, points fucking somewhere or whatever but mm-hmm. it's like like you're saying it's it's total arrogance and hubris for our culture to be like there's no way that there could have been a culture that was better than us that building <laughs> shit do you exactly know what I, mean? I think a lot of it is like they look back at ancient egypt that's in africa and they think oh there's nobody in africa that's smart enough to build all these things and it's that sort of old mentality and now we're starting to look back and be like well human beings have been smart for a very very long time and like i love ancient architecture because a lot of the time it's um it's lined up to uh, like north south east west they're able to like watch even like stone circles and stuff like that, they're all lined up with the rising and setting sun mm-hmm. and the moon. And it's like, that's how they would tell what time of the year it was. Because how else are you supposed to tell what time of the year it is? So you would stand in the middle and you'd be like, there's the moon there. I'm going to put a stick there to mark where the moon is. And then tomorrow night I'll mark it there. And you see the patterns and that's what, how you tell the seasons and the years. It's how they farmed their food. It's how they like like marked their lives it's how they lived their life so it's not an unusual thing for mm-hmm. things to be lined up to the stars and things to be lined up to um like north and south and like the cardinal points it's not an unusual thing especially when they didn't have netflix and there <laughs> wasn't like light pollution yeah so everything like you would look up and it was just stars like if you've ever been in a dark sky park it's just it's insane Mm -hmm. it's amazing yeah so of course they're going to look up and be like wow that's amazing i never i don't think i've ever been anywhere that has never it's always been light pollution really i don't think i've seen this guy like that before it's unbelievable like you you actually wouldn't believe how vivid it is and what you can actually see it's like you can feel like you can almost like reach up and touch it it's like you can see why people thought that it was the heavens, yeah, like the, the, that's the gods, gods, God gods came from that because uh-huh. you'd look up and you'd be like, what is that? It's in, it's incredible. It's almost the like way. Fergie's on freaky. Yeah. It like can freak. See, if you look at it for long enough, you start to get a wee bit of a freaky feeling because you can see the depth and everything. It's, yeah. it's in, should there, should just, you can go to like, there's places in like Fife you can go to. Galloway Forest Park, hour and a half drive. It is a, an official dark sky park. Oh, um, aye. So that's like a place where like the light's restricted, the area's protected. So you have like really, really dark skies. Um, you can go there. There's even, see the car park up at the Campsie Fells? It's like half hour drive for here. If Even yeah. if you go up there, it's, it's quite dark. It's quite good. That sounds fun. Let's go and get stones. Right, I, let's, yes. oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Just pass around the top hat. Like, I should, I should plan it. Should magic plan it, top hat. Did <laughs> 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 you feel the Milky Way in that? No, that. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of that, I mean, there's lots of subjects. I find you very interesting, by the way. There's lots of subjects that we can talk about today. Have you ever seen a UFO? Yes. Lo- looking at the clear sky? Not at the clear sky. So, I have seen several unidentified flying objects, um, but 
it is just because they're unidentified. Like I just, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, there was once I was, when I was very young, I was doing the dishes and I, I used to live in a place where it was all fields at the back. Um, and there was a big TV mast and I was like doing the dishes. It was dark outside and I was looking at TV mast and it's got like red lights going up it. So I'm just looking at it. And then um, there was a road that goes next to it. And sometimes you would see cars going up and down. You would see their headlights and they would have it on bright. So you would see it quite bright and you would see it breaking in the trees. So I was watching this one thinking it's a car. And I was like, that's awfully bright to be a car. So I was just watching it. Um, and then it got to the TV mast and it shot straight up. I was like, what is that? And then it flied around the top of it and then flew over to the side. Another one came along and joined it and then gone. The two of them just shot off. So I run into my mum. Now I must have been about nine or 10. Run into my mum, mum, I've just seen this. And she was like, fucking right you have. <laughs> he just didn't believe me at all. And I was like, oh my God. And then we got a chap at the door. Do you know, um, now, I'm going to be showing my class at the moment. It was the Provy woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and we were very good friends with the Provy woman. That's why she was at the door so often. <laughs> very good friends. Funnily enough, Mama was really good friends with the Provy woman. <laughs> the For a long blue time, books. <laughs> the wee blue books. I used to think that it was just my mum's friend. When I was younger, uh, so they used nah. to come in. Maybe your mom thought that as well, and that was a problem. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's my best pal. Providence saved lives, by the way. Honestly, my mom used so to have our wee, all the wee family, like all my aunties and uncles, blue books wrapped in a fucking elastic band, in a cupboard. Yes, yes, that is yeah something I relate to, hard relate. So the provident woman came in, um, and sat down, and I told the provident woman because she was our close personal family friend, and. Uh, and she went, do you know what? I seen that. And see, because it was like someone else had said it, then my mum believed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum was like, oh, maybe you're no lying through your teeth. Just so that you don't have to do the dishes. Yeah. Um, so that was the first time I'd seen something. Second time I'd seen something was uh, walking up a road uh, with my pals. I was going up towards a shop and we seen some guys ahead of us and they were looking like behind us. We're going up a hill. They're looking behind us up into the sky and we were like what are they all about why are they looking behind us that's really strange and they're just standing still staring so we get up towards them and we turn around oh my god it was like four orange squares in the sky bright as anything and then we were standing the same way just like what the hell is that and then two of them disappeared and then the other two of them disappeared and then a moment passed and we all just sort of looked around each other just going, what was that? What is going on? So there's been several times where I've seen um, I've seen things that have been unexplained. Yeah. Now, do I believe in aliens? Probably not here. Probably not next to Earth because space is massive, right? Space is huge. Space is, we can't even think about how big space is. It's we can't. infinite. It's, we think it might be. Because it's might ever grown, be. so we could never get to the edge. To, yeah, yeah, it's expanding, so we'll never be able to see the end of it. Mm -hmm. The furthest we can see, um, because the light has to travel to us yeah, in order for us to see it. So we would only see as far um, <clears throat> into space as the Big Bang, um, which is quite exciting because... We're getting to the point where we might be able to see it. We might be able to see it, exactly, with the James Webb Space Telescope. So... Um, 
light is the fastest known thing in the universe. You can only go as fast as light. And the closest star to us is 4.2 light years away. So it would take, um, at the speed of light, it would take you over four years to get there. Using conventional technology, it would take us like 15,000 years to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's like the, the fastest that we could get there. You would have to have faster than the speed of light technology. <clears throat> but that technology doesn't exist. And as far as Einstein was concerned, he didn't think it would be possible. And it's like, so you would have to like bend space time and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, maybe that's a thing. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, no. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Don? Because I'm, 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 I'm with you, like, I think there'll be life. Oh, I, of Undoubtedly, course. there will be 100%. life somewhere in the universe. But whether or not they can get to us is the, mm. is the question. We've, we've picked up radio sounds, we've picked up shit in space. We're like, we can't explain that. What's that? But whether or not they've actually came and visited Earth, what well, I mean, we are. I, I've seen. I've said in this podcast before. I've seen. Some, I've seen two strange things. When mm -hmm. I was a wee guy, I was coming back from martial arts, and me and my cousin were at a bit of the east end of Glasgow where it was pitch black. It's called it. It's a bit of derelict ground, but it was a big bit of derelict, derelict ground, and we seen like a bright light in the sky that looked like. It was about as bright as like a, an airplane flying, but looked like it was fucking like the moon away do you know what i mean and right so it was really bright for the distance that it looked and it just zipped like across the sky and then disappeared and me and him looked at each other and just ran away from each other to our respective homes and then the next day i went to the bus stop and i was like what happened last night and he was like i thought i fucking dreamed that are you kidding me on <laughs> so it freaked the two he's out we were about like nine or ten yeah and then one time really stoned i was going to a, a garage with my mate and we just seen a flash that was like nothing in nature could have blinded you like this it mm. was like we couldn't see anything for like 10 seconds it was like so blinding and we were like what the fuck was that and it just kind of freaked us out but i think we're seeing like advanced tech and when you think about we've got the nukes because we could reach russia why would we not do the tests here to see how these vehicles can interact with like the continents and blah 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 i think science suppression is real and i think that we are actively suppressing things like advanced technology like bob lazar was talking about in the 80s element 213 which has came true the the non-propulsion engine which is looking like it's going to come true so that's my sort of feeling on it mm. i mean i think to a certain extent it would be clever to like suppress things and keep things like secret from each other. So a hundred percent happens because we didn't know about Manhattan until we dropped the bomb. You know, yeah. first the world heard about the Manhattan Project was when they actually dropped the bomb. Yeah, true. So it, it happens. Loads of things happen. Um, there's been tons of science suppression. Tesla, one of them. But we suppress things like diamonds and gold. Like we hoard yeah, resources to, their, to increase the profit and blah blah value. blah. So I think that. That's that's my stupid. You know, I'm Have you heard about the, the cheese tunnels? <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> now I've heard that. Let's lighten them. Have you heard Tom about and the, Jerry? Uh, the cheese tunnels, like in America, but they're hoarding cheese oh, in wow. order to keep the um, the dairy industry afloat. The U.S. government um, started investing in like dairy farms. Um, but they couldn't, the amount of milk that they were producing, they couldn't sell it all. So they made cheese. And there's like millions of tons of cheese in caves in America just sitting there. 
Well, because it'll it cheese caves. It won't go off. Well, it won't go off. It'll just get even mouldier. I love a mo- I love a mouldy cheese. You like a bit of cheese? I love a mouldy cheese. Well, I'm allergic to lactose, so I shouldn't be allowed it. But I used to eat cheese quite a lot. See, a Stilton. Mate, I used to eat that by the slice. Moldy are the better. Oh man! Oh my God, stinking! <laughs> Yuck! So good. So what do you what do you think the UFOs? Are? <laughs> <laughs> do you have ADHD by any chance? Ch- <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, caves. I have ADHD. Cheese, we just did, we went for we went for UFOs experience and what what I thought it was to cheese tunnels in about thirteen uh, you know, seconds. That was impressive. It was the connection was hoarding stuff. Yeah, and right, I just okay. went cheese tunnels. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> Tell them about the so what do you think? Tunnels. What do you think these things are? Because we're starting to see, we've spoke about it on Patreon, haven't we? We're starting to see more sightings of these things. Not just that, yeah. like there's actual like military mm. people that are like, here's what I saw. You know, people coming out like... Um, like unidentified objects? Yes. So I think that are people, if it's aliens, then are people seeing more of it or are there more people on the earth? to be able to witness it? Are there more recording devices? Are people more educated to look up and to see something? Um, if it's science suppression, again, there's just more eyes. There's more people with, everyone's got a camera in their hands. Like, and people are often ready to jump to conclusions. People like yeah. get very excited about things. And if someone else gets very excited about it, then then suddenly you've got a group yeah. that thinks that the earth is flat. They want it to be a UFO, don't they? Oh, I, if there's like I'd a love balloon it to in be a sky. UFO. It would yeah. be amazing. I yeah. would absolutely love it. It would be terrifying at the same time. You mean like an alien UFO? Like an alien Yeah, UFO. uh-huh. But I think like one of the reasons why we're so terrified is because of like movies and... Mm. Do you know what I mean? And could you imagine if they came... Can you imagine if they were like... What, c- cocoon? You ever seen like the 80s yeah. movie, Cocoon? Well, they're just like, we can make you live forever on this yeah. beautiful planet. Do you want to come? You'd be like, eh, aye, all right. Aye, all right. But it could, could be Mars attacks, it could be Independence Day, or it could be, you know, they come down and they're like, we've found how to love unconditionally. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it could be something amazing. Anyway. I know, I've already know how to love unconditionally. So I'm good, thanks, aliens. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. They've, they've <laughs> cracked something. We're they've all like, here's something. the meaning of life. Like here's... that would be that would be awesome. I don't think, but I, I'm of the opinion nobody's coming to save us. I think right now we are alone. Yeah. Um, for all intents and purposes, we're alone. It's just us. Um, but I would love it if there was life out there. I think that if there is and they're visiting us, if they're hostile, they would have done something by now. Yeah. Um, I think that mm. we do like to compare them to ourselves quite a lot. Like we are quite violent by nature as creatures. Um, we're quite invasive and selfish. Um, so perhaps we try and relate to it from that sense. Well, if they want to travel all this way, why wouldn't they want to conquer us um, and take over and manipulate us in some way? Maybe they're just observing. Maybe they're just yeah. That's having a, a wee look. There's a theory about we are a primitive version of them, and mm. they're observing us becoming them, mm-hmm. and that's why when the nukes, you know, there's the whole thing like bunch of UFOs run about New Mexico desert when we dropped the nuke when we were testing new nuclear weapons. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck are they up to? Why are they doing that? We need to go and see what yeah. the fuck's going on down there. And- I'd find Have it you heard really of the weird. The Fermi paradox. No. So the Fermi paradox is that. Um, 
that life in the universe is pretty common. But life that has advanced to the point for space flight isn't. Um, because there's all of these filters that you have to get through. So there has to be um, like microbes and the microbes would have to evolve to the point where they're little creatures crawling about and they would have to evolve to the point where they can understand, listen, communicate with each other and um, use tools. And then like another filter would be creates technology. Um, and you would get to a point where some life just wouldn't reach that point. I mean, life on Earth has existed for, like, what is it, 3.6 billion years. And we've only now just started to, like, create technology and use that to communicate with each other and use weapons and um, create energy sources and stuff like that. We're getting to a point just now. And that is, like, blink of an eye in the universe. So the Fermi paradox is like perhaps the 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 big filter that destroys us all could be like mass weapons where we end up just nuking each other and we bomb ourselves to dust and that's what happens to like civilizations across the universe or maybe we're one of the few civilizations that have went beyond the filter, the Fermi paradox, but like we've already surpassed it, like we've created the weapons but we just haven't destroyed ourselves yet. So it's very interesting. So the the theory is that life is abundant in the universe, um, but most of it is in like plants or microbes and things like that, which I do believe. Um, but the fact that civilization gets to this point is very, very rare. I could go on about this for quite a while. Yeah, I like don't know if you've noticed that. Questioning my life now. I'm just I picturing planets that. full of trees as well, like with yeah. no life on it and mm. pretty cool stuff like that. I think it would freak me out if a, a spaceship came down, say a spaceship came down, we seen aliens, and then I, I was like... I think that would freak into I've got out. a fucking gig in Airdrie on Friday <laughs> for <laughs> 60 quid. Imagine you're like, oh, I've booked a pavilion, is it going to be all right? Like, uh, I mean, that's what I would be like. You'd just open the gig like, aye, so aliens... Would all be making TikToks? What? Would all be making TikToks about aliens? James English, take us back to the start, bro. To a fucking dialect. I'm kidding on James. Don't get me shot. That was a joke. <laughs> um, so, what was I going to talk about? We've talked about aliens. I also was in your DMs talking about Ouija boards. You were. Um, can we talk about that? If you want to. So if we're talking about life outside this planet, do you believe in life after death? I don't know, but I like trying to find out because it's dead spooky. Like, I love anything spooky. Yeah. I love, like, tarot cards and Ouija boards and ghosts and all of that stuff and witchcraft and candles and incense and just being a right spooky bitch. Yeah. Love it. And, uh, Ouija boards, I think, are um, a crock of shite. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good. when I get when when I messaged you, you were yeah. like, "Be careful." No, it was I me. Think, were you not? No. Maybe someday I'll say that. I was like, no, I was like, I'll do like I'll get a Ouija board. I've got several Ouija boards in the house that I use all the time just for a laugh. Like, I don't think I don't really believe I believe in tarot cards more than I believe in Ouija boards. Yeah. Because Ouija boards can be manipulated by us in our subconscious and like we're moving it around. And there's always someone that's going to be at it. Yeah. Mostly it's going to be me. <laughs> so, so what how can tarot not be manipulated? Well, it could be manipulated if you were like a Las Vegas card counter. 
Do you know what I mean? Like you would have to like shuffle it to the point where like you know where the cards are and how to like it would be much more difficult. Very easy to how know your it? to know your deck. Yeah. You, very easy to get to know your deck. Well very, then very you easy. would like then I would suggest shuffling it, getting someone else to shuffle it. Yeah. I think like with tarot, it's the people's interpretation. Oh yeah, like for sure. I use it more for um like I'll think about a subject and I'll use it for like meditation and I'll like think about each one and like what that brings up for me and it's quite a useful tool to bring up anything that's coming up in your subconscious. Uh-huh. Um I love the tarot. I also love paranormal investigations as well. Um I've done quite a few paranormal investigations. I've done one at the Barrowlands Ballroom. Done that with Billy Kirkwood, shout out to Billy. And um <clears throat> That was amazing. We done like a an overnight stay, um, and we were there with a whole bunch of wrestlers. Yes, it was so good. I heard. I remember one of the refs. It was not Sean. It was the other lad, Thomas. Thomas, did he not have a, a weird experience? He did. I can't quite remember what it was that happened, but we were. Um, we ended up. It was like a twenty four hour live stream podcast. Yeah. Um, and we did it for charity. It was like, it was in the time where that didn't really happen. This was years and years ago. So um, they were doing like their podcast and stuff. We were doing like Ouija board and tarot and we were doing loads of stuff. Um, and I had um, uh, like this reader thing. I can't remember what it's called. It's like a tea something reader. And it picks up on um, electromagnetic energy. So, like, see if anything's, like, electric or, um, like, a lamp or, like, whatever. You would, like, read the electricity coming off it. It would, like, read it coming off. So, we were going about downstairs with this thing. It was amazing. It was so good. And then, because it was dead scary, because this is in the middle of the night. And, like, now, have you been downstairs in the Barrowlands? Never. So, uh, we got to explore the whole place. 
like mirrors and they've got like mirrors for the thirties and they've got like um like weird chairs and stuff like that. So we were going in and out of all these rooms and they were weird and we kept hearing things and so we're going about and we ended up with this weird Ida and we were like having a conversation with this blinking light. And it was dead dark down there and it ended up just like three or four of us and we're just standing around having this conversation. And then we went, oh, can you let us know if you're here or not? And make a noise. And then it was a big thud. And we all shot ourselves <laughs> and ran away. But it was brilliant. I love doing a paranormal investigation. I've done a few, mostly in Edinburgh as well, down the vaults. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've done them down there. Um, I've done them loads of places. Absolutely love it. There was once down the Edinburgh vaults where I um, clapped eyes, came face to face with an actual factual ghost. So you've seen a ghost? I've seen a ghost. Well, maybe. Because, like, I'm quite a scientifically minded person. I'm quite a logical person. Yeah. So if there's going to be an explanation out with what I've seen, um, I'll try and find that explanation. Did I look directly into the eyes in my mind of a ghost? Yes. Yeah. Like I can I can describe to you the clothes that it was wearing, the shoes it had on, the hair in its head. I can decide, I can visualize it. Even now I can see it clear as day. Um, so I was in Edinburgh vaults. We were doing the tour. It was middle of winter. It was kind of like after Christmas. So it wasn't that popular at the time. So we ended up um, downstairs, last ever tour. And there was maybe about, five of us there was me and my mum and there was about like three or four maybe um like students like foreign students so the guide was taking us around the room and the one that we were on it's like a big circle that goes all the way around so you start off one end and you go all the way around and uh she was like right we're the last tour so as we go leave each room one of you have to go in and blow out the candle me and my mum are both dead spooky so we were like yeah yeah we'll do that because it was dead scary it was brilliant so we were um going in we were taking turns going in and blowing out the candle and it was dead scary because it went pitch black because there's no windows no nothing it's all underground it was in the depth of an hour so it was just black so we were going from room to room and anytime we went to the next room we could hear noises and stuff so i'm starting to get a bit like <laughs> like Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it actual factual ghosts or um like what's going on? So I was starting to get really scared. So I ended up we were getting to the last bit, um, and the noises were getting louder and louder. And I thought to myself, there's somebody in there. There has to be there has to be like an employee or something that comes down here just to freak us all out, and that's what they do, and it gets more people in the door because then you go out and you tell that story and like, oh, we heard all these noises. So I thought, so I kept looking in to try to see, um, but, and my eyes were getting used to the dark and stuff, but you couldn't, you can't see in pitch black, even if your eyes are like dark adapted. So couldn't see anything. So we're in the last hallway and they were telling us all the ghost stories and whatever, and we're about to head out. And I looked to the side of me, there's these like archways, them obviously like used for storage or whatever. And I looked in one, and there was this wee boy with his knees up to his chest, big dark eyes, blonde hair, T-bar shoes on, 
wee's and just looking up as if he was in a huff that we were leaving. And I just went <laughs> and ran out of the room because, of course, that's what you do when you see the ghost of a dead child. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. That so, is... but was it a ghost? I don't think so. You think it was a trick of the mind? I think it was a trick of the mind. I think it was a product of my environment. I think it was a product of um, suggestion. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think that my <clears throat> eyes, there's something, um, the way that your brain works, there's something in your brain called pareidolia. Um, and that's like, it's a leftover from a hunter-gatherer days. So like when you see faces in wallpaper, yeah. mm-hmm. when you see the face of Jesus and the slice of toast, Jesus isn't in a slice of toast. The Virgin Mary is knowing that dog's arse. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly the meme I'm talking about. But uh, it's not really there, but just the way that our brains work, we create shapes and patterns and stuff like that. So um, we've also, our brains are really good at filling in the blanks for mm-hmm. things. Like we've got blind spots in our eyes right now. And the, but there's two of them. There's one like that's about there and there. And your brain fills it in. Fills it in. Yeah. yeah. It's the same with like the reason why some hallucinogenics work. It shuts down parts of your brain. So your brain just starts making stuff up. So your brain is very, very clever. So I think that I've turned around and I've seen a shape and my brain's went, ghost. Yeah. Scary ghost. Um, and I think that's what I've seen. I think my brain's made it up. I've got a mate that his dad's blind and he's progressively get blinder. So a car battery exploded in his face and took one eye and half blinded him in another. And he's progressively get worse. And he's got something I was trying to remember the name of it. But he sees guys in top hats and cloaks. He sees wee kids in like school uniforms. Top he hats sees and fucking... It's <laughs> 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 no Darren Connell. <laughs> but he sees traditional ghosty things in the eye that can he see anything and it's when they went to the doctors are like your brain is filling it in right your brain is trying to get you to see the full picture of the room so he can only see like to like there but his brain sees the rest of it but fills it in with like people that aren't there that's insane that's incredible it's something that happens to blind people i'll have a google next time we're we're talking about something human brain's amazing oh that's that i was talking to a guy about another thing it's deemed as paranormal and that was my sort of conclusive thing we were talking about it and i was like i can't debate you because i've no experience what you've experienced and i'm not calling you a liar what i'm saying <laughs> to you is is that our brains are way more powerful than we mm. even could even imagine yeah and that that what you're experiencing to me because i've got no explanation is, is that your brain's done it yeah and um, because what you're claiming happened can't happen yeah or Maybe we just don't have instrumentation and you day. You're you know, you're special and you know, I think that's Yeah, I would love like it think. if we found any evidence of like life after death. I would I don't know but I don't know if it would like make me feel better about it or if it would make me feel like ruttle. Yeah, because Ruh-oh. like my, my opinion really is is that like this is fucking boring. Like, see this shit of like mm. working and thinking and worrying and like can this get to fuck at some point like I, I love life right and i love living and i try and live my life to the fullest but i don't want it to last forever mm. like an eternity of you know that I, I would like to think that we somehow try our consciousness somehow transcends to something else that's way more relaxing yeah. <laughs> in this environment you know what i mean i think yeah i think if it was to 
have anything beyond this life I think it would be like a collective consciousness that you would go into I think it would be I do firmly believe that we are well we are a product of the universe mm -hmm. experiencing itself. itself subjectively um so I think that that is a part of it I think we we're all the universe and we end up going into a collective consciousness I think that would be to me it would make sense if there was anything yeah you never if spoke there to was the machine elves no no never smoked dmt no no do you want to we'll do it now because that's kind of the vibe really yeah well, so have you no <laughs> <laughs> have you not yes have you I, yes i have have yeah. you we've spoke about it on the yeah i've done it a few times i've done it maybe 10 times did you uh, meet people? Did you meet creatures? Yes, I see what Paul was talking about, the wee green elves, and I had a good experience in DMT. I, I used to be really bad for, I'm just looking at myself in a top hat and a hoodie, I used to be really bad for ecstasy, but I'm all right now. Um, <laughs> no, but when I was younger, I was quite bad for that stuff, yeah. and I smoked DMT one night, and one of the things I had was like, you need to stop taking ecstasy, mm -hmm. and I've never took it since. Nice. I mean from that moment until now i was still unhealthy in other ways but the f there was no feeling no desire to take it and then i took i've took ayahuasca and that was fucking terrifying and pretty horrible to be honest really? but i believe in you were talking about the trick of the mind stuff i remember when i was younger i thought i seen a ufo and even as a child i was sitting in the car looking at it and i, I thought if I'm seeing this, what, my brother was driving the car mm. and I was like, why does my brother not see it? Mm. And I thought, this is, this is in my head. I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but it's not a UFO. It's my mind's fucking fried. But I've had some really, we've spoke about this in the podcast as well. Visitation dreams. Have you ever had that? What do you mean visitation dreams? Right. So I've had some, I've had a lot of visitation dreams in my life and that's made me believe in a life after mm -hmm. death it's when someone that you know dies mm -hmm. and maybe through the grieving process at some stage you have a dream and it's like they come and visit you all right i it's have never had that very common when i die i would love that when i die i'll come and see all you. right yeah come and yeah. see me like the free ghosts <laughs> of the past <laughs> just come wake Imagine up come, me just covered in ectoplasm like janet Hi, <laughs> me at the end of your bed. That's no ectoplasm. <laughs> That's no ectoplasm. Am I right? To the other ghosts. Am I right, boys? <laughs> I'm a ghost of ectoplast. <laughs> no, but I. The, that's me. Please made... do I consent. <laughs> 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 I, I get sexually harassed off Darren Connell's ghost. You ever seen any of the ones where it's like I'm in a I'm having an affair with a ghost or anything? Like, yes. like in National Enquirer. I that love that. Have you the Dude, woman I've that was shagging that lonely? The woman that was shagging the Eiffel Tower. Do you know I was literally just thinking <laughs> that from my brain into your brain because it, it gives me the same vibes, doesn't it? Someone that yep. is just so lonely that they'll make up a relationship with an inanimate object with a ghost that's obviously not there. I've seen a girl poke a fence once on a documentary. The girl was poking the fence? Yeah. And the fence wasn't poking back? No, it was like full-blown, I'm in love with this fence and pure like, fucking yes, man. It was a documentary. I wasn't like outside watching somebody poke a fence. Because <laughs> the way you initially <laughs> presented that was... <laughs> As my hands are covered in scales. Like, yeah, weirdos I'm do no, that. I'm not here to judge. 
Aye, don't kink shame. Um, <laughs> if that's what you want to do. Aye. So, right, we've covered those subjects. What do you want to do next? We, you do the ICW... I do. ...hosting. I do. Have we done... I did Grado's family bash at the pavilion. No. Were you know there? No. I was never hired by Grado. Oh, well. We doing Grado. Fucking... Hate him. Get her hired. Call him Graham. Jeeb. He is ah. Graham. And he... Uh, I love Grado. Um, I don't get to see him as often as I would like. Yeah. It's nice to see his face about as well. It's a bit crazy. But um, no, I was never part of the big family bash. We do have the uh, great Glasgow bash coming up, um, which is going to be really good. Uh, Billy Kirkwood. Um, your previous guest as well is going to be on that at ICW. Gary Folds yes. is going to be on it. Um, and he has been posting on social media all about the training that he's been going through and all um, how difficult it is as well to train to be a wrestler, even just for one night. It's really tricky. Yeah, it's, it's hard. really, really hard. It's hard. Do you enjoy the presenting and I, commentary stuff? I I love um, I love being a presenter. I'm a presenter with like basically everything that I do in my life. I love like taking information and like breaking it down and making it entertaining for people. It is a passion of mine. I like to be on stage and just... Pe- you might have noticed in this podcast, I like the sound of my own voice. That's cool. I just thought you had ADHD. I do have ADHD. Undiagnosed ADHD is quite best, difficult. The best kind the of best ADHD. Kind. <laughs> like unhinged, unfiltered, <laughs> do you want um, a, unmedicated. <laughs> I can get a hookup. I can get you some. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to take them with me, though. All right. That was supposed to be funny there. I could it, leave it. It was a bit creepy. I, I could feel the oxygen leave the room. I, uh, no, uh, but I can sort you out. That would be great. That okay. would be fantastic. And I will do it with you. Yes. We smoke <laughs> some DMT, then get full of Ritalin. That would be fantastic if you could. I would love to like try AD. Is this going to stay in the podcast, this bit? Um, I, I, it's just a joke. <laughs> I disclaimer, everything that's said in this podcast is a joke. Everything that's said in this podcast, I am not buying anything illegal. Yeah. Um, I'll just give you, you give you it for free. Nice. Like um, so, holy yeah. bread. Who were we talking about just before ADH. that? Gary Folds, ICW. Yeah. Great Glasgow Bash. We have another show coming up as well. At Wait and Bleed on March third mm-hmm. at the Asylum in Glasgow, and that is going to have a death match on it. Have you seen death match wrestling before? Yes, amazing. <gasps> I like it. No. It's so. Oh. It's amazing. So it's like um, uh, pentax, chairs, tables, barbed wire, anything sharp. You'll have boards with like stuff. You'll have um, like hardcore match. Oh. You fucking pig! It's my mother. Oh. It's because. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. It's going to say Dan's going to bring that up in like a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to Remember just that time the phone went off in the podcast, Paul. Okay. Uh, Sending your voice notes. It was my mammy. It's because I'm not like replying to her WhatsApps. All right, that's okay. Um, because I'm busy. Who's in the death match? So it's going to be Jack Jester and Clint Margera. So Clint Margera is a death match wrestler from down south. Um, he's been all over America. Like he is, he's really, really good. Good, good at what he does. And of course, Jack Jester is just. Absolutely mental. Um, he is a big kink. Do you know, I think you would do well at stand-up comedy. I 
you're not the first person to say that to me. Um, I would, I think I would be all right. I wouldn't be good at improv. I don't think I would be good at like crowd work and stuff. Um, but see if I had a sketch, I would be able to perform a sketch and yeah. like have the comedic timing and stuff like that. But I wouldn't be able to write it myself, I don't think. So I would need to employ someone. Just talk about fucking cheese caves. Cheese, have you heard about cheese caves? I'll show you a cheese cave, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think you would do well if you ever wanted to try it. I would. I mean, if somebody wants to, to help me write a set... Well, there you go. Then I'll get you full of DMT, illegal ADHD meds, and then and we'll, we'll write a fucking five minute set. I in, in a tent somewhere waiting for uh, dead people to speak to us. My uncle's shed. <laughs> <laughs> is is the shed still just, there? Just eating. I don't cheese. think so. <laughs> <laughs> eating disregarded cheese. Just moldy. so mouldy, delicious. I fucking want cheese now. I've not had anything to eat today. Have you not? No. Are I'm you fasting? Fasting because someone called me fat on TikTok last night. You're beautiful. Don't and fuck them. Please don't say that to me. Why? Are you going to fall in love with me? I yeah. think I just caught the moment on camera where Dar like you you just went, you're beautiful, and Darren went, and I think I just caught it on Kind's, camera. Kind to me. Kind lady. <laughs> Cut to I, me um, like sleeping in your carpet in a dog basket. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's fine by me. I'm quite a mothery person, so yeah. I do attract a lot of like people that need cuddles. I mean, I need cuddles, but not in a bad way. I've not it's got not a bad like, thing. Yeah, I've not got issues or anything. I Aww. mean, I'm willing for you to tell me when to eat and when to go to sleep and stuff, but okay. I don't think that's issues. That's not issues. Make me eat from a portion plate. That's just being a good boy. Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I need to leave. Like, what's going on? That's the first no, time. No, we like it when you watch. <laughs> Keep the top part on. <laughs> and the long steel hoodie. I know. What a combo. Eh? Class. So, so, I think we're coming towards the end of the podcast. I think we've covered most subjects. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Have you got any burlesque shows coming up? I don't have any, but I'm a bit of a part-timer when it comes to burlesque. Um, I used to do it a lot more. I think the last time I performed was November. Um, but I don't have any. But if you do want to check out uh, burlesque, I would uh, highly recommend to go and see, and I've completely forgotten the name of the show. You can check your phone you can if check you want. check your phone if you want. Asher Moth. <laughs> Sorry. Bra and uncut, Sorry. that's what it is. Bra and uncut. I'm going to check when the next date is actually. So it is um one of my burlesque mentors, Agatha Frisky, who does um the G Sob like Glasgow School of Burlesque. If you ever want to learn burlesque or like move around and like do that stuff, I do it all the time. It's amazing just to like be around lots of like-minded women um and non-binary people and like lots of like people that go. It's really, really good. Hold on, I'm gonna Sounds like up. fun. It's so good. I did stand up at a burlesque night one night and I fucking horrifically died in Mars. You, it's a weird crowd for a cabaret night. Um, do you know who does the cabaret um, nights really, really well? Um, Richie Brown. Richie Brown, I know uh, his name. Richie Brown, he's a comedian in, in uh, Glasgow. He does it. He's the got... The skinny guy with the, the Aye, with glasses. glasses. Yeah. Um, he is he does really well at them you have to just be you have to be fully weird 
Yeah. And like really like a bit eccentric because people are like, see even a bit arty because people love that stuff. See at cabaret scene, people eat that stuff right out. Like, and he does it like, he's just cool. He's just yeah. a cool, he does cool sets. He's funny. Do he is really, really no. funny. He's funny. Um, so you've got Glasgow School of Burlesque and you've got... I can't remember that that is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Brawn Uncut. So the next one is um, April 19th. Mm. And it's at Nice and Sleazy's, right? Now, these nights are always crazy. Uh, Brawn Uncut at Nice and Sleazy's. So we go downstairs, so it's kind of like underground. Um, and they're always just wild. It's just like a whole bunch of like crazy people in a room screaming at each other. It's amazing. It's so much fun. So if you ever wanted to check out like burlesque and cabaret, check those shows out. They're really, really good. Um, Sounds like a good laugh. I, I, I went to, what did I go to? What was the one that used to be? Club like, Noir. Yes. How did you know? Is, is that like the fucking Coca-Cola? Like, it is. Aye, I was going to say. <laughs> I went no, to that. Club Noir um, uh, was <clears throat> amazing. Oh, really so well good, run. Yeah. It was really well organised, but it was, it's like, I can remember, I was really, I was quite young, so I was, but I can remember sort of thinking that this is going to be like, I was getting kind of like, uh, what's the, what's the book? The 20s, the guy in the 20s. Great Gatsby? Yes, I was thinking like, this is going to be like the Great Gatsby, it's yeah. going to be all very demure and blah. And it was like a bunch of weirdos running about a room screaming at each other. See yeah, the way you and just, the knickers. See, ju see just what you described there? It was like guys dressed smart, but running about screaming at yeah. each other. Like everybody in the room was very strange. Yes. Like a sort of strange yeah. environment. It is a very strange environment. So if you consider yourself a strange person, these are your people. Like, and you just get up on stage and um, like there's, at this one, it's like a lot more like kind of mm. like, underground and like arty and you get like some really strange performances some classic burlesque performances as well and um, sometimes a velociraptor will come up and take its knickers off it's amazing that sounds good fun <laughs> so you do the icw commentator yeah you do burlesque uh -huh. and you're a model as well wouldn't you i'm um, sort of yeah so i do um i do like to take photographs with photographers does yeah. that make my model? Yeah. Does it? I like to do it quite a lot. Um, I do like to get my photo taken. Um, it's just really fun. You get to be creative. Um, I like the artistry behind it. I work a lot with um, my pal Doogie, Amateur Everything. He, They do um, lots of zines and magazines and... Um, lots of different arty projects, very artistic. Um, yeah. And then Heartflock, who um, I know really well, we're doing a lot of like projector stuff. I posted one yesterday that I nearly got banned on Instagram for because it's a little bit naughty. <laughs> we bit arse hanging it. I Aye. nearly get banned for that as well. Did you? <laughs> you wouldn't get banned for that. Uh, I would. Nearly. Nearly. I like the the what's her name? D Dita Von Tees. Dita Von Tees, yeah. I must say that stuff is very Yeah, that's like I went to see nice. her in Edinburgh. Oh my god. 
Yeah, she's beautiful, isn't she? Unreal. But the performances, the costumes, it's all Louboutin, like big boots and mm-hmm. like she's riding a lipstick and then she's coming out in like um, like a horse and carriage, like a circus act and stuff. Yeah. And it's just massive, like beyond the bit. Burlesque is like, burlesque is the type of medium where you can have out of this world costumes, crazy glitter, riding a like massive lipstick um, in this beautiful environment, everything's perfect and glamorous and otherworldly. And then you have literally a velociraptor <laughs> slipping off its knickers for you in a basement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a funky beat. <laughs> Aye. It'd be like the World Cup final to playing five asides at the pits. Like- um mm. it's i uh, it's but it's it's all good and it's all enjoyable um there are lots of different types of burlesque and drag acts i mean it's not like it's sort of like rupaul's drag race like that's not all drag is do you know yeah. what i mean like even over here in britain it's like something that's slightly different drag artists are slightly different um all over the world so it's it's the same for burlesque as well awesome well we'll check it out um, we've done about an hour. We won't do too much longer. There's a couple of other things we w- I would like to talk about, some gigs to promote. But you are a, a movie buff as well, aren't you? I wouldn't say a movie, but I do, I do like a film. Paul, I think we have a mutual love of Mandy. Yes. I told Paul about it one night and I think I freaked him and his girlfriend <gasps> out. Have you not watched it? I watched it. Were so you there, freaked there out was by a it? chain. There was a run of movies that I were recommending, and right. then I was like, "I'll hit him with Mandy," and his yeah. girlfriend's no spoke to me since. Mandy's a fantastic. And film. he's no asked us about movies. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's a fant- I recommend like that's such a good film. Mandy Nicholas Cage, the past few years, mm-hmm. has really outdone himself. Yeah. Um, with Mandy, Color of Space, Joe. Um, yeah, Renfield. Um, what else? What was that? Willie's. Willie's Wonka. Land. No, it wasn't Willie's Wonka. It was Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Um, the Incredible Weight or something. The Magnificent something. The Life of Fucking. It was like a. What is that called? I'm going to have to Google it. I can't remember. I see you the like. The Incredible the... Weight of something. I see you like the Mandy soundtrack as well. <gasps> Mandy soundtrack, something else. Yeah. I love, I also like a soundtrack. I like uh, Mandy soundtrack. I like Drive soundtrack. The That's drive one soundtrack of my favourite ones Trent of all Reznor. time. Um, yeah, aye, I like, um, I like anything by Vangelis. I like anything like um, The Crow. An amazing soundtrack. One of my favourite bands of all time, The Cure, um, done original song, like beautiful. Yeah. What else? There's loads of amazing soundtracks. I love film and um, and music that goes along with it as well. Love a film. Um, like I was asked the other day, what's your favourite film? And I struggle to be like, I don't know. I usually say The Shining because that's like a comfort movie of mine. I do like it. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Um, I like to to watch it. I like the atmosphere that it creates. It makes me a bit uncomfortable. I just like the aesthetic of it as well. Like, so I'll watch that quite a lot. But so I often think, oh, is it just films that I watch all the time? Are those my favourite films? 
Or is it just like a comfort thing? I just like watching it. I really struggle to find my favourite film. Do you have a favourite film? I think it's probably both. Um, I don't have a number one favourite film, mm. but I've got. I've definitely got a top ten. My comfort one is Castaway with Tom right. Hanks. I yeah. find it very peaceful. And but I love like silly movies like Color Clowns from Outer <laughs> Space, yeah. which is just like kind of brain fart stuff that yeah. you can just relax. I love Mandy as well, but I feel like I need to be in the in the mood for that. Do you know what I watched the other day? Um, Police Academy. Oh yes, man. Yeah. Police Academy. I smoked horrific. a joint. <laughs> was it horrific? Really, no, it was great. It was great. But like watching it in twenty twenty four. Uh huh. Homophobia all over the place. It was and... like, it was very sexist, very uh -huh. misogynistic, homophobic, lots of stereotypes. Yeah. Um. But that was it's it is a film of its time, and when boobs get squeezed, the honking noise happens. Yeah, and, stuff. Uh -huh. and there was like it. There, there was a lot of like consent violations yeah. and like <laughs> it's a reflection of the world at the time it was the world at the time um but it's like it was a bit like i remember watching these films and loving mahoney um and that explains a lot about my taste in men to this day mahoney's the main guy the main guy yes steve gutenberg yes yes have you seen him now no he looks like cocoon That's nice. <laughs> go on his instagram go and look at his videos yeah um, right, so promote some gigs now. Uh, this Your Sunday at the at Blackfriars, Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch is going to happen. There's like 10 tickets left. It's going to sell out, as always. You've got Mark Jennings, two new comedians in the middle, and then you've got Gavin Webster at the end. If this goes out in time and it's no sold out yet, if you buy a ticket, you can get a two-for-one pizza deal at Nona Says. It's a good deal. Also, if anybody's sober like me, there's non-alcoholic beers there, like the Heineken Zero's fucking unbelievable. And then some good news as well. Um, I thought it was going to come out tonight, but there's some stuff with the poster on that. Um, I'm doing the Pavilion. <gasps> the Pavilion Theatre. Friday Amazing. the 27th of September. So... I sent the poster into the venue today. I think they're running through some paperwork. It might even be announced tonight, just now. I've not put my phone on. So it's either tonight or tomorrow it will be announced and tickets will be on sale. And that's why I'm fucking back fast and I'm like, shredded. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sword. So I, happy days, mate. Good times. Amazing. You might see my poster on a bus. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That will be exciting. So if I do, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. Thank you very much. I'm going to block you because by that time I'll have a God complex. Yeah, you'll be much better than me. Yeah, and I'll say that to you before I block you. All right. Then the I'll, you don't have to speak to me after that. Um, I'll know. <laughs> I'll know. How fucking dare you? I won't even look in your direction ever again. I'm really <laughs> no sorry. contact, please. Yeah, blue M&M's <clears throat> eye contact to the ground. Maybe I shouldn't do the pavilion. No, I kind of like this side of you. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> your villain either. Aye. So well, it's the hat. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I don't want to give too much away, but. That's really exciting. There's the a pavilion. story behind the hat. Oh, is there? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you after the podcast. All right, okay. I don't want to ruin the show. Oh, but I get to know the secret? Yeah. All right. And I won't tell us so. Thank you very much. I'm very good at it. I'll see you on Facebook Live tonight. Tell, telling up. Telling everybody.
But if you're not working that night, you's, Paul will be filming it. He's my producer director, but you're welcome to come and watch like me that. horrifically die in Mars. In you won't. You'll be great. I'll just laugh really loud. <laughs> just me. <laughs> like somebody's bald in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend's funny. Please like my boyfriend. That seems very specific. Yes, who, it is. And I hope they listen to this and they fucking get it. Did that happen? Yes, yeah. it did. Yeah. That happens it probably all the time. happens all that the time. That happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. I do laugh very loud. I've got quite a, an obnoxious laugh. Yeah. Thanks for agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time you've laughed, though. No, it's an alright laugh. I do laugh. have an obnoxious laugh. It's really, really loud. Laughing's a good thing, though. It is a good thing. No, I'm just saying you should invite me to gigs more because I laugh really loud. Come to the Funny Bunch on Sunday if you want. Nice. If you're not working. I'm working during the day. Why'd you have to ruin it? Uh, no, you're welcome. It's at night. It's doors open at seven. Show starts at eight. Do you want, I can get you a pizza as well. I'll leave the pizza. Why? Because I am allergic to lactose and wheat. Vegan pizza? I can have vegan cheese as long as it's not made of soy because I'm allergic to soy. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. <laughs> here, you're doing all right. <laughs> oh, here, that reminds me. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I should bring it up. My disability. Yeah. I'm disabled. Mm. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is it there? Total ableist in corner like I'm disabled. And you need to the explain reason, what it is before we wrap. We can't just end can the podcast. Just, like, there, there is. I mean, there was a long time where I was chatting a whole bunch of shit. Just edit all of that out. <laughs> um, there. So I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. It is a genetic syndrome I've had it since I was a kid, but I've only recently, in the past few years, been diagnosed. And it is a um, genetic mutation in the connective tissues and uh, throughout my body. So it's not just my joints, like I'm hypermobile. I can like bend things around and like everything's like super bendy. My legs bend backwards, my elbows bend backwards. Um, I've dislocated my, my shoulder, I've got herniated discs, but it also like affects a digestive system, fatigue, immune system, lots of stuff like that as well. That sounds hard. It is incredibly difficult. It's incredibly difficult to deal with. I have to like think about what I'm doing every single day. I have to watch what I'm eating. It's one of the reasons that I'm allergic to a lot of things as well, because of the way my digestive system works, because of the way my immune system works. Sometimes my body will just be like, you're allergic to this now. And I'm like, great. So it, it is because it's your connective tissues, it's throughout my whole body that it affects. It's really weird. But it means I'm really flexible. <laughs> so... <laughs> At the same time, it's not so bad. It's a one-one situation. <laughs> I can do a forward roll, by the way. Okay. <laughs> right, we need to end the podcast because um, I think that is probably an hour and 25 minutes or something. That is really long. Yes. Um, people that are listening to this podcast, how can they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter, Veronica Salt. It's just the name Veronica and then S-A-L-T. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Veronica and then it is Salt, S-S-A-U-L-T. Follow me on there. You get to see my bum quite a lot. You're a belter. Thank you very much for coming in. It was a good laugh, good conversation. Paul, thank you very much for your help. See you at the Funny Bunch on Sunday.
Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.